0: I'm Brad Jay and I am your host of the Tame Your Talent podcast, a 20-some-thousand-year veteran of announcing TV commentary and all that good stuff. I exaggerate on a 20-some-odd thousand, but 25 years, something like that. And today's episode is 44 days in Beijing and it's finally <laughs> drawing to a close. It's been a long time. 44 days in Beijing. That's how long I've been here. I'm still here, but I'm boarding a flight here in the next two days to get on out of here. And I thought... What a better way to wrap this up than talk about uh, the closed loop, the COVID closed loop that we've been in and all that crazy stuff. I'm going to get right into that. But first, let me remind you, subscribe to my YouTube page. It is also called Tame Your Talent on YouTube. Tame Your Talent on YouTube. Subscribe to the page there. Also, my social media at Brad J A Y M C on Instagram, Facebook, and all the above right there as well. Okay, there you go. Radio show, don't forget, Monday through Friday, if you did Classic Rock, From Aerosmith to ZZ Top, I got you covered. I do a radio show, and it's on KTYD.com. Six hours of quality rock and roll. Uh, KTYD.com. 7 to midnight on the west coast of Cali. So if you're not in California, which many of you are not in California, that's okay because you can get it at KTYD.com. KTYD.com. And if you are in Santa Barbara and Ventura and you want to listen to it, well, you can listen to it straight up on the radio. 99.9 on your FM dial. Boom. There you go. 44 days in Beijing in a closed loop. All right, let me explain first off what the closed loop is, okay? So many of you don't understand what I've had to go through to be here, and it's not easy. It is definitely not easy to go through a closed loop. Here's what a closed loop meant. And I first off I thought, you know, what? I'm going to bring a skateboard with me, I'm going to hang out, I'll be able to find some restaurants. Yeah, yeah, they'll be testing for COVID, but they'll be they'll be relaxed. Definitely not relaxed. Okay? this definitely was tough to deal with closed loop means this the moment uh, i got to the airport in los angeles at lax to fly out to uh, tokyo and then eventually to beijing uh, 44 days ago i had to have all these test codes and stuff that i had to uh, get done i had to go to a certain covid testing facility it couldn't just go anywhere couldn't do a home test couldn't do any of that had to do it proper and go to a place that was approved now i think it was a a chinese owned approved place because when i got my results it was in chinese so there you go so maybe that's how they made their money off that i'm not sure and i'm just guessing but i had to go through that and then the minute that you get off the plane uh in uh in tokyo you had to do a bunch of testing there and then we flew to beijing then when i got to beijing had to do a bunch more testing there and when i got to the area's to where my your bag comes in my bag was wrapped in a complete red plastic cellophane and completely like covered up and all the people were head-to-toe dressed they had scrubs on doctor scrubs on but even over their f- shoes and stuff they were on they had the goggles on with a windshield over that like a hoodie full-on protection uh from covid uh and you think to yourself well, well we just did a t- We did two tests before we had to leave. We had to have two tests done within like 90 hours of when we were departing. So first of all, why are you wearing all that stuff? I felt like they were scared of us. I felt like when we got to the airport, they were looking at like, oh, these are those those people, man. They're coming in from all over the world. We don't want them here. They're bringing the COVID. (laughs) So we get on this bus and the bus takes us to the hotel. Now, the hotel is super nice. If you want to check out the hotel, you can see the videos I posted uh, on my YouTube page on Tame Your Talent. I think I call it Baller Status Hotel or something silly like that. But you can see it. The hotel is awesome. It was nice. It was a five-star hotel. And that's cool, right? But think about that hotel for 28 days in that hotel. right? Well, yeah, you're going to go out and go eat somewhere. No, 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 no. You're not going anywhere, man. The hotel was fenced off. All the way around, with security all the way around the perimeters. So it was almost like it was a five-star prison. You were not allowed to leave this hotel at all. And so when you had to go to work, now we work in these studios, uh, these uh, broadcast studios we had to go to. It was like a 40-minute drive on a bus every day. Well, this bus was only for us that were in the closed loop. So we would have to get on this bus inside the fortress that was our hotel. And then they would open the gates up to drive us out. And they would drive us into another fortress where all the recording studios are, where everything was where everything was at. And it kind of reminded me, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Red Dawn, the first Red Dawn, the real good one, where they're all in the concentration camp and they're behind the fence. That's the kind of fencing they had. So it kind of felt that way a little bit. You, you got to it and you're like, okay, I can deal with this, you know, get off the bus and you had to go check in and they scan your credentials to make sure it's you and to get you in. And then you're inside. And inside there's, you know, food and there's robots that there's a robot bartender and there's robots that pretend that made your food. And then there is these units that, that swept the floor and these garbage cans that were like R2D2s that would cruise around. So everything was really like non-touch. And not only that, you had to test every single day, 44 days of testing every day. And when you first got there, Oh, yeah, the testing people, because they were throat swabbing, right? Putting the swab in your throat. They're, like, stabbing your tonsils with it, like, oh, oh, uh, oh! Uh. It was gnarly. It was seriously super gnar nar where you're just like, I'm choking. I'm like, Wah. I felt like I was going to throw up on them, right? And this went on. This You had to do this every day. And if you missed a test, one time I missed the test, and I got a phone call at 1030 telling me I need to get down to the second floor and test. So I was asleep by that time. I went downstairs, tested, all good, right? And if you pull a positive on any of these testing, you're locked in your room. You are on lockdown, my friend. You're not going anywhere. You're not definitely not going to work. Now the good news is, you know, working for the company I'm working for doing TV commentary, you're going to get paid. So if I did happen to get sick and I got locked down in my room, I'd still get paid. No such luck i had to go to work every single day just like everyone else did and so you're dealing with it breakfast is free so every morning you get this nice free breakfast that's a buffet and you can kind of choose if you want to go traditional chinese style breakfast you can go western where they have eggs and and whatnot but i've always been a little suspect about the bacon okay because first of all Look, you know, the Chinese do not know how to cook bacon, okay? It is not crisp, okay? And I like crisp bacon. I don't need it to be flimsy. I don't need it to be soft. I'm from the crisp family of bacon. And I don't know. Maybe you're not. Maybe you like that. But in other countries, yeah, kind of want to stay away from that kind of bacon. But so breakfast was was pretty decent. Salad for breakfast always trips me out. Any place, I mean, I started thinking about like, when we were in Sochi and we were in Russia for seven weeks doing the Olympics there, there's mashed potatoes for breakfast, okay? Now, who the heck has mashed potatoes for breakfast? And then when we were in Pyeongchang in Korea, kimchi. If you don't know what kimchi is, look it up. Kimchi for breakfast is not appetizing. I'm sorry. That's just not appetizing. So we get this buffet breakfast every day, and it's fine, right? You go to work. You have your buffet breakfast in the morning. Then you get in the bus. They... They knock on the gates. You're able to leave the compound. You go right back into another compound where you're at work. You have to scan your documents to get on in. You get on in, and then you work in the studios. Now, you're wearing masks the whole time. The good, fortunate thing is when we were in the tubes, they're called off-tubes, and these are the recording studios where you have the pictures from the venue. You have the live feed, so you're able to announce off what you're seeing, basically. And that was all right because when you're in those off-tubes, you don't have to wear your mask. So that was the most comfortable part about it. You didn't have to wear a mask in there. But when you got back out, mask on, on the bus, and you start thinking to yourself, wait a minute here. Hold up, hold up, stop the presses. If I'm in a closed loop and everyone that I'm staying at the hotel with, because the hotel's not open to public guests, it's only open to the people working. Anyone's in the closed loop is in the hotel. So that's the trippiest part, right? It's not open to a bunch of other people. So you think to yourself, well, wait a minute. I'm testing every day. We're in a closed loop. We can't go anywhere but the hotel. And yet we're masking up 24 seven. So then you start, you know, but whatever. You're there to get a job done. So my concerns on that, just keep going. Focus, right? And then comes dinner time. When you get back to the hotel, limited menu, the menu is only so big. It's created just for the time you're there. So 28 days of being able to choose a cheeseburger or a club sandwich is basically what you're up to, and maybe noodles. But you can go get a Top Ramen packet at work any day for free. So why are you going to order noodles at the hotel? So it's a club sandwich or it's a burger, and that's it. Not a lot of choices. The beers are weak, okay? I'm sorry. I like a good IPA. I like something with a little bit more stout, something a little bit more mm, like a hazy IPA. You're not getting that. You're getting beers that are just low alcohol content that just, okay. They're great on a hot day when you're outside in the sun, but not when you're in a hotel, stuck in a hotel. So getting your buzz on was definitely not easy on that, especially after a long day. You're just like, oh, god, I just would love to have a, a really good beer to be able to kind of do things. Well, that's not going to happen. So 28 days in this hotel and then – I decided that I'm going to stay for the Paralympics because my boss asked me to stay to do commentating for TV for more snowboarding because I did all the snowboarding for TV. I did all the commentating for snowboarding for all the events through TV that was heard in about 191 different countries. Not so much in the USA unless it was on the NBC Sports app or the Peacock or something because they'll usually NBC uses their own people for that. But that's cool and that's quaint and that's awesome that NBC does that. But when you're an announcer for, for the international feed, your voice goes, your commentary, and not your. You, there's no video of you, your face, but your voice goes to 191 different countries. First of all, didn't even know there was that many, but that's how it works, right? So in this closed loop, everything's good, right? Doing this, you're, you're dealing with it. And then we change hotels to another hotel, which is another five-star hotel, which is closer to the venue. And it's the same deal. Testing every day. A limited menu what do you want do you want the burger Do you want the club sandwich do you want a weak beer do you want soft bacon you can get it all the good news is the new hotel has a way better breakfast than the old hotel but then you get so into this routine that now you're eating the same shit every single meal okay sorry for the cuss word don't usually do that but that's the deal kind of bummed on that right not feeling that one every day same meal and i've been here now i think it's 44 days and i am like two days away from flying home like two days four hours and 10 minutes or something like that not that i'm counting but i'm going home and i'm excited but then things start to change a little bit in the good old beijing like first off it was blue sky every single day like wow man they usually have a lot of smog here It's blue sky every day. This is weird. Why is that happening? Well, they shut down factories, from what I think. I think they did odd and even lumber license plates on the road a certain time. So the weather was absolutely beautiful. You had blue sky every day. Well, in the last two days, for the first time ever, the smog has come in. And so now it's this thick smog that if you leave your window open, you just taste it in the back of your throat. Like, not good. Definitely not very tasty. Okay? So, and then there's that. And then... I went to take a shower this morning, and the water's like lukewarm. And I'm like, "God, oh, just some random mistake, right? Come back, the water's still lukewarm after the lukewarm after the day of work. So they start turning the water heaters down, okay? And then we have this cool bus schedule that's like pretty much, there's an app on, you can go look at every single bus schedule and go to each, you know, when your bus is coming in, when your bus is leaving. And then as you get towards the end, the buses stop, showing up on sometimes so there's been like three times they had an hour wait because the bus didn't show up and there's no one to talk to you just gotta wait and then i had the fortunate situation of being right next to the opening and closing ceremonies building the bird's nest and and they that's where opening and closing ceremonies happen for the olympics and opening and closing ceremonies happens for the paralympics the problem is with that is they rehearse till five in the morning full volume so right now here late afternoon it's like 5 o'clock they're rehearsing right now because the closing ceremony is coming up in two days and you hear this you wake up at 4 in the morning you're like why are they at full volume and how are they able to do this right? so things start changing a little bit came back to the hotel water is still lukewarm they're still doing the thing the menu's still the same and you really it makes you start counting the days till you go home and 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 that's sad because you got to look about all the cool things that you saw during the Olympics. First of all, Sean White retired. I mean, that was huge to see that happen, see him break down and cry. Like, all the stuff that happened in snowboarding. Like, I've been part of every single one of that. A A lot of that's on YouTube now. If you follow the Olympic channel or you follow the Paralympic channel, you can get a lot of my replays, my calls on stuff like that. But it almost, the stuff that you go through as a commentator kind of overshadows the things that you deal with. But that's when you have to put it in perspective and go, the reason you're here is because you're at the top of your game. And not trying to like blow horns or pat myself on the back a little bit, I am. But I've gone from just a hack in Santa Barbara radio, you know, just getting seven bucks an hour hosting a morning show for a station that just thought I would disappear to nothing. To where I'm at now, commentating for the Olympics, for TV, for 191 countries. And it really is surreal when you look back at where this career has started. And it started with, you know, me getting a job doing a free surf report, me volunteering and, and doing high school baseball for Santa Barbara High School. And all the stuff that I went through to here I am 24, 25 years later, realizing a dream like as a kid i, I watched the olympics you know 1980 1984 Sarajevo lake placid was 80 miracle on ice and i became a fan of the winter olympics in a big way there's no snowboarding in it back then but the fact that i'm the only american that's on this crew that i'm working with right this is a whole big crew with brits dudes from ireland you know scotland people from every walks of life but no americans i'm the only one on the paralympic commentating crew and then when it comes to olympic games there was i think in tokyo when i was announcing surfing for tv out there i think there's maybe four of us out of like 70 something so then it makes you realize like there's something you're doing right that has you in this situation so sometimes i feel like the little things that you do to get you to that, play, that point in life, are so important. And I've worked so hard at it. And so when things, you start to get a little bitchy about you know, hotels or food or, or travel or shuttles or whatever, that's when it's time to, to take a step back and look at what the career has been. And go, you know what, if you want to pursue something and you want to like go for something in your life, then go for it. And go full force. And be careful what you wish for because you might just get it in the end. But I wouldn't trade the experience 44 days out here in Beijing for anything. Now obviously with Paris coming up in in a couple more years I'll be doing the Olympics out there for TV as well. I already know that. Unless I like screw up big time tomorrow on my last day at work. But I doubt that's going to happen. Depends. But I look forward to it. And then I look forward to Los Angeles coming up 2028. Like this is what I've really aspired to do, and I realized the dream, and I did it. And it's not easy, but you know, good things in life sometimes aren't easy. So you just got to work at it and make things happen. Because in the end, there's people that let things happen, make things happen, or wonder what happened. Which one are you? Which one do you want to be? I would think the guy that makes things happen. There you go. That's the end of the podcast. (laughs) That was some drama ending right there. I'm Brad J. I'm your host. Subscribe to my YouTube page. That is on YouTube. Tame Your Talent as well. Brad J. A-Y-M-C. Do that on all my social media. Uh, You know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. All that stuff is right there. Uh, You can email me. Yep. You can do that. Tame Your Talent at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And that's going to do it. Your podcast for Tame Your Talent. I'm Brad J, from Beijing, 44 days in Beijing. See ya.